Thank you, Fred. Welcome, everyone. This is Dr. Ron, your host for Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, now in our fifth year. Thank you all for tuning in, and uh, happy holidays. Uh, don't eat too much turkey in this uh, upcoming event. And as usual, I'd like to welcome all of you with an attitude of gratitude. Having an attitude of gratitude makes you happier, but did you know, as I've been telling you, it can make you healthier? One reason is because a feeling of gratitude makes us see things from a more optimistic point of view. Being optimistic has been shown to lower blood pressure, help you get a better night's sleep, increase longevity. It also helps us bounce back faster from very stressful conditions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the information heard, the medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, thank you uh, for all the good wishes on the recent deaths in our family and uh, putting up uh, and you know just not being able to have a regular uh, live programs uh, where you can call in. But tonight we are live, and we're going to get back in, in the saddle again and uh, getting ready here for a great uh, holiday with family and friends. So how are we going to start? Well, I want to start tonight, if I can, with the, what I told you a couple of weeks ago, and that is about CAT scans. So why do I want to bring this up again? Because we also had a program within the past six weeks about nurse practitioners and how they want to be licensed and be able to practice on their own. But we know they have an average of only 600 hours of postgraduate training, where physicians have between 11 and 14,000 hours. Now, they have a place, but they have to be under, in my opinion, and of those who are other physicians and the medical societies around the country, should be under the umbrella of a physician, uh, MD or DO. 
So the reason for that is that they find that nurse practitioners order a lot more tests because they don't they they don't have the uh, experience to do a good physical examination. So what happens you know, just has happened here and where I'm living now. A uh, gentleman had uh, abdominal pain. The nurse practitioner, the, the physician he usually goes to was not there. The nurse practitioner saw this patient without touching him, said, let's just get a CAT scan. Let's just get a CAT scan. Normally, you would examine the patient, and if she t- took a good history, and if she examined him, she would have discovered this gentleman had two prior hernia surgeries and had been doing a lot of extra work on his job, bending and pulling and lifting. She may have saved this man a CAT scan. Ladies and gentlemen, there are 85 million a year. And you know, the reason I bring this up is because they can give you cancer. I mean, and you have to know this. And and this is not unexpected. When you blast millions of patients with high doses of lethal radiation for endless, needless CAT scans, of course you're going to fry up some cells. So it turns out that CAT scans are causing far more cancer than they'll ever detect. That's the truth, laid bare for the world to see in a new study. But if you had a scan or two or more yourself, there's a way to protect your your body and shield yourselves and reverse that risk. How CAT scan madness could give you cancer? Ladies and gentlemen, CAT scans are out of control, just in this prior example that just happened last week. One study estimates, as I said, 85 million a year or about 10,000 scans for every hour of every day, including weekends and holidays. But most of those scans are not necessary. So doctors might worry it's a sign of cancer if you have some blood in your, in your urine, but that can be detected with a radiation-free ultrasound. There's just one problem, and we've talked about this problem before. Ultrasounds are cheap, but CAT scans are very profitable, especially when the, when the physician who orders the CAT scan has some equity or owns the equipment or owns the imaging center. So what happens? It scans for everybody. But this study I'm talking about found that while CAT scan is slightly better than ultrasound to detecting urinary tract cancer, it will cause far more cancers than it will find. But that's been the story of this all along with CAT scans badly overused for nearly everything. One study found that CAT scans done in a single year will lead to 29,000 cancers and close to 15,000 deaths later on. And the deaths occur years later. So the patients or their physicians never suspected that the CAT scan that the doctor ordered prior in prior years would be the cause of it. Well, if you had a lot of CAT scans, you could be breaking out in a sweat and you, and you certainly could be at risk. But here's what you need to do. There is a supplement called alpha-lipoic acid. It has 8,000 times the antioxidant power of vitamin C, and it can help block the free radicals that slam your cells as a result of the radiation exposure of a CAT scan. And a compound called N-acetylcysteine, N-A-C for short, it can sweep those same free radicals right out of your body. 
Ideally, you'll find a formula that contains both of these ingredients and maybe some other antioxidants like green tea to reverse this oxidative damage. So being in your corner and being honest about the results of studies, uh, always ask if that a test that is being ordered is really necessary. And is there, is, are there any tests that are, uh, could take its place that wouldn't expose your, so your, you or your family to radiation? So I thought, again, I had to mention this because of uh, what just recently happened here in Naples, Florida. Okay, so you know how I feel about statins and how I've felt about them for years. Um, like most of the mainstream media, the, the pharmaceutical companies made a promise, and it's been a lot of lies. And we've talked about how they use relative risk rather than absolute risk. Uh, and we'll, we, can, we don't have to go through that again. Statins were supposed to change everything by cutting cholesterol and therefore beating back heart disease. <clears throat> well, here we are, what, 20 years later, and the numbers are being crunched again. And new, new research reveals the truth about the drugs given to tens of millions of Americans for over 30 years. Let's just say that anyone who's been popping these drugs these past two or three decades, you're going to get ticked off again about these cholesterol medications. I doubt they were hoping this new study would end up debunking statins. They were hoping that, uh, that statins would prove to be a success. But they're certainly not billing it that way. Tucked away in the data of this new study is something the drug industry bosses no doubt hope you'll never see. They have quietly calculated a number that reveals just how many people you have to drug and for how long before you see any kind of benefit. And let's say you won't hear them mention this number in a commercial anytime soon. Not even that part at the end where the guy talks super fast and there's all the horrible side effects while, while his kids are out there playing ball and trying to disguise it with the, you know, happy, happy images. The only place you're going to hear this is right here. The bottom line number based on analysis of many, many, many studies over the years is what's called the NNT10, the number to treat. 10 of 21. So number needed to treat NNT. And uh, we, we'll just talk a little bit about that, how that also applies to fish oils. NNT 10. So NNT stands for numbers needed to treat. The 10 means over a course of 10 years. And NNT 10 of 21 means the 21 is the number of patients. In other words, you have to give high dose statins to 21 people for an entire decade, for 10 years, to prevent one single case of arteriosclerotic cardiovascular disease. And for moderate dose statins, the NNT10 is 32. You would have to give it to 32 patients for a decade to have one positive result. 
I bet they massage the data to come up with a, as a, an optimistic scenario as possible. And yet still, it's a terrible number. Don't get me wrong. If you could prevent one case of any disease with no side effects and no toxicities, that would be a miracle, and I'd be all for it. And it would be, it would be worth any hype or anything we would pay for it. But that's not the case here. The benefit would likely be offset by at least one or possibly more cases of diabetes caused by the drug, which is a very real risk. And a large number of patients with statins, up to one in 10, battle muscle pain. And in some cases so severe, the muscle breaks down into blood and can damage the liver and kidneys. That's called rhabdomyolysis. 30 years ago, there was one or two cases a year. Now there are thousands. There's also memory loss, problems with sex, and there's even a stroke risk, all linked to this class of drugs. You've got to face all that for a 5% shot at avoiding arteriosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Am I crazy or what? I'm going to just tell you again, like I've been telling you for five years, don't stress on your cholesterol. Because the LDL just isn't the big risk factor that it's been hyped up to be. For real protection, eat better, drop some weight, stick to proven natural options that can help without hurting yourself. Like parent essential oils, nut fish oils, L-carnitine, coenzyme Q10, magnesium, which most people in the United States are deficient in. If you're having any leg cramps or muscle cramps, you need to have magnesium and vitamin E as mixed to cough rolls. So again, working for you in your corner, bringing you news that you can use. Uh, let's just talk a little bit about parrot essential oils. We will have Dr. Uh, I mean, Professor Peskin on the show in the next couple of weeks. He's been on the show prior, previously. And, you know, it's been pointed out there's been, like 2,500 studies on fish oils. So fish oils come from cold water fish. They are the antifreeze that this fish, these fish need to keep their circulation going. And as soon as that fish is hooked and brought to uh, the surface, those fish oils start getting rancid. And that's at 72 degrees. So what do you think happens in your body at 97, 98 degrees? So the, Professor Peskin has written many, many uh, studies and has, has talked all, all about this for, for years now and has uh, proven that fish oils, the marine lipids, at the pharmacological toxic doses are toxic. And they get there with this number needed to treat. So he'll talk more, more about that when he's on, the, on our podcast so you need parent essential oils, linoleic acid and alpha-linoleic acid. And you need the right omega-6, omega-3 ratio. You know, your body only needs 7 to 15 milligrams. And these marine lipids that are being sold by the pharmaceutical companies have maybe 600 or 1,000 milligrams. Really toxic, ladies and gentlemen. Please... Uh, Stay tuned for uh, uh, Professor Peskin. I think you'll enjoy that, that that program. 
And, you know, again, you know, we, we talk about just about statins. And now we, we see a, pro, a, a study coming out that drugs are as effective as stents for stable heart disease. I mean, so many people have stents put in their hearts, but maybe they should have first been treated aggressively with the medications available. So we want to try to avoid surgery. I mean, again, I, I, I review all these studies every day, and there's even studies about, you know, how, again, it's been proven that steroid injections for your knee, I mean, completely worthless. Uh, uh, I mean, it's like, like this should not have been done. So what what do we know about that? Well, why um, I've talked about arthritis and we talked about steroids. So if you if you have arthritis and your knees are hurting, you know you probably were offered a a shot of cortisone. Okay, easy to do, and it uh, they can charge the insurance company a lot of money for it. And I was saying most doctors have used steroid shots as a go-to treatment for knee pain forever. And guess what? They don't work very well. But we, as doctors, offer them anyway because they take about 10 seconds. And as I said, the insurance companies pay well up to 300 bucks a pop. Another study comes out that shows the real price of these injections. Among patients given intraarticular corticosteroid injections for knee and hip pain, 8% suffer from serious complications that lead to more pain, less function, worse deterioration, and faster arthritis progression. How's that for a kick in the you-know-what? The knees? The last problem was the most common, faster arthritis progression. About 6% of patients suffer from exhilarated progression of their arthritis. But you don't want the other risks either, do you? Fractures, loss of blood flow to the joint, and joint destruction, including uh, bone loss. So one analysis a couple of years back found that shots do absolutely nothing for pain in 56% of patients and nothing for physical function in 64% of patients. Among the rest, the response rate is only slightly higher than what you get from a placebo. And even then, the benefits don't last. They're gone in six months, but you keep getting them. They keep being offered. So you want to try something more natural. You want to try prolotherapy. You want to try collagen, like UC2 collagen, which has been proven 240% more effective than glucosamine and chondroitin. Uh, you want to maybe supplement with some curcumin and boswellia extracts. You want to see a natural physician, uh, but you really don't want steroids, which means cortisone injected into your knees or hips. So this is what I'm trying to bring you every week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, interesting guests, as I say, Professor Peskin will be with us in a couple weeks. And I want to have uh, some physicians talk to us about blue light, you know, because we're hearing a lot about macular degeneration these days. So there's a group of physicians uh, working on uh, 
ways to protect our eyes from the blue light that we get from LEDs and from computer screens and phones. Uh, we have to ask, do, do you need blue light blocking glasses? I've recommended them uh, over the years. I've recommended an, uh, a, a program on the computer that blocks blue light. And there's different ones depending whether you're Android or Windows or Apple or whatever. But we're going to have some experts uh, on the program to really give us a good discussion about the uh, uh, blue light glasses. And uh, that hopefully will take place next week, and I will send out an email if that is going to happen. So we want to talk about the blue light. It's really, really incredible. And uh, I guess all of you have heard more and more people with problems with their eyes and macular degeneration. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about megaspores, okay? Megaspores is a form of probiotic that I particularly like. But there's other ones out there, ones that uh, possibly can have the technology. And you'll have to research that because I don't know who, what they are. But I, I'm sure megaspores is not the only product uh, that can withstand the stomach acid and then repopulate uh, the bowels with good bacteria, because the antibiotics are killing us, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, the gut is the 80% of our immunity. It's also called the third brain, the second brain, because the gut and the brain are connected. So let's look over a few studies that came out this week about uh, probiotics and rheumatoid arthritis, inflammation and mental sluggishness, how sleeping with a TV on could age you prematurely, and how probiotic can help improve cognitive function. So since most of these topics involve probiotics, let's start with the TV. Uh, I know a lot of my listeners uh, took our advice and don't even have a TV in their, in their living rooms, uh, I mean in their bedrooms, okay, there was a time when we used to talk about, you know, spending the time outdoors and out in the sunshine with our faces buried in, you know, whatever. Well, let me tell you, it's not just our sleep time, which is getting shorter, but so are our lives. The more techy you are, ladies and gentlemen, the shorter you may live. It's not just that sunlight is good for you, but we're increasingly finding out how bad artificial light is for us. From the indoor bulbs above our head to the street lights and headlights out on the road, the electronics that surround us everywhere, we're constantly being exposed to an onslaught of high energy light waves known as blue light. Where is this coming from? Flat screen TV, your laptop and tablet, and your cell phone. We've talked about it. We know that if you, if you use your TV and watch TV, you use your laptop or cell phone after 9 o'clock at night, you decrease your melatonin, and therefore you disrupt your sleep. But now we're finding out you could also – the, these lights can also steal your vision – and more importantly, 
They're just as important. It can cut your life short. Now, there's a study that was done in fruit flies, but just take it for what it's worth. 12 hours of blue light exposure shortened the lifespan of these fruit flies by 10%. Test subjects exposed to blue light also exhibited eye damage, neurodegeneration, and motor function impairments. And what is scarier that came out of this study? Certain flies that had been bred to have no eyes still showed major damage from blue light. Think about that. They were bred to have no eyes, and yet exposed to these blue light, they, they still had major damage. So it's not only the light you can see, but what you're exposed to even when your eyes are shut, like when you're sleeping. I know you're not a fruit fly, so don't, don't, don't get at me for that. But those little critters are strikingly similar to animals and humans, which is why researchers often use them in scientific studies before they test them on people. So I know you're saying that's only in a fruit fly. It won't affect me. But are you willing to take that chance of going blind or dying prematurely? The telecommunications and electronic industries will use that is ammunition to argue against the potential risks, saying that blue light is perfectly safe for you because you're a human, you're not a fruit fly. I say they're wrong. Now, you don't have to spend the rest of your life, your long life in a dark room with no gadgets. But take a few steps to reduce your exposure to this blue light. What are those steps? Well, on your phone... There's a night mode or a dark mode, also on your tablet. Do that at least a couple hours before you go to bed. And as I said, there are blue light blocking software for all your devices. Download those, those, the, that software. There is something called a blue light blocking screen protector. And there are blue light blocking glasses. They're usually amber colored ones. They're lightweight and plastic. Invest in those. Save your vision. Save your life. Replace your LED lighting with incandescent bulbs. And even lights that look white may contain a high concentration of blue waves. And please reduce light emissions in your bedroom while you sleep by turning your devices completely off. Now, say you don't have a choice and you have to use LED bulbs if you live in an apartment house or whatever. Choose warm white variety. The warm white, warm white variety contains less blue light. And then, you know, you see these supplements for, for macular degeneration. Supplement with an antioxidant like lutein, zeaxanthin, mesozeaxanthin. They can block the blue light from reaching and damaging your retina. And lutein has been shown to extend the lifespan of some type of fruit flies. Here we go with the fruit flies again that age prematurely when exposed to blue light in the, in the study I just talked about. So you can get this supplement. It's easily available, usually called macular supplement. A lot of optometrists even sell it in their offices. So uh, when we talk about blue light, we not only talk about macular degeneration now, we talk about aging and dying prematurely. So, we did talk about probiotics, right? 
And you know that I like with having no interest in the company and I don't get any discount at all uh, for the Megaspore. But guess what? Are you noticing many people having rheumatoid arthritis in, in your group, in your golf group, your tennis group, or your social group? You know you can get get it about at any age. But you know that the average age that where rheumatoid arthritis is diagnosed is on the rise. It's jumped by an average of nearly five years. So most people almost hit social security age before they're even diagnosed with this disease. But guess what? There's research now that's revealing a key reason why older folks are getting RA or rheumatoid arthritis. It shows why a forbidden treatment one doctors will warn can't possibly help can truly work wonders for you or anyone you love battling this debilitating form of arthritis. Unlike osteoarthritis, which is caused by wear and tear in the joints, rheumatoid arthritis is triggered by an immune system malfunction. It is an autoimmune disease. It can no longer effectively sort friend from foe. It cannot tell your bones from an outsider. So what does it do? It turns on parts of your own body, especially the joints. You know, everybody's been trying to figure this out for a long time. But a study now shows, at least in some cases, cases, it's a medication. One case of drugs in particular can increase the risk of rheumatoid arthritis by 40% only after taking it one one course, and 66% if you've taken them twice or more. And that risk can linger for years if you take the medications. So what medication can you all think about that can increase your risk of rheumatoid arthritis by 40% after a single course and 66% if you've taken them twice or more and has to do with your immune system? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's antibiotics. The drugs kill bacteria. That's their job. But the problem is they they can't separate the good from the bad ones. So they wipe out the bad ones and the good ones, including bacteria essential to immune function. Lots of people with rheumatoid arthritis get real relief from probiotic supplements. You know, that's got to drive your physician crazy when he hears that because he probably doesn't even know what's in them. You tell that to a rheumatologist, I think you're, you're going to hear from him that you're crazy. That can't possibly do, do anything for your rheumatoid. That's something like he'll say. If a bowl of probiotic-rich yogurt could ease your rheumatoid arthritis better than medications... You sure as heck don't need to keep a rheumatologist on the payroll. So here's the deal. First, don't instinctively reject all antibiotics. Just make sure you take them only when they're doctor prescribed and the doctor is absolutely sure you actually need them. Don't take them for a virus. Ask the doctor if it's a bacteria and why you're taking them. Sometimes... They're the best and maybe the only way to knock out some nasty infections. Others, eh, not so much. And and your physician's probably taking a guess. And he won't know 
what, what guess he's taking unless you ask. So if you need an antibiotic, you have to take it. Secondly, take probiotics during and after to help undo the damage of the antibiotics and restore your good germs to your immune system so your immune system doesn't skip a beat. And thirdly, if you already have rheumatoid arthritis, try probiotics for yourself and see if you can't blow your rheumatologist's mind out. Say, hey, I feel great. I've been taking probiotics. It's not a cure. Keep that in mind. It's not a cure. So you're still going to need your rheumatologist and he should have not worry that you're going to dump them. But there are many people who report their probiotics help for rheumatoid arthritis. And if you can, if you take that probiotics along with some vitamin B6 and cut your, you know, have a good anti-inflammatory diet, increase your intake of soluble fiber. And what is that? What do I mean by that? That's fiber found in beans, dark greens, zucchini, celery, nuts. You know, they get converted into short-chain fatty acids that help to activate a certain enzyme, a molecule helps keep your immune function under control. So here we go again. Probiotics, your gut, and a result. Why? Because rheumatoid arthritis is an autoimmune disease. Autoimmunity means there's something wrong with your immunity. And here we go. There was a good article published this week. I want to just review with you. It was published in a journal called Nutrients, and the published date here is um, 11.11. Let me just read the abstract to you. As food is an active subject, and many have anti-inflammatory or pro-inflammatory effects. So we're talking about food now. It could be inflammatory or anti-inflammatory. Dietary habits may modulate the low-grade neuroinflammation associated with chronic neurodegenerative diseases. We're talking diseases like multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, dementia. Food is living matter, different from us, but made of our own nature. Therefore, it is the same. It is one time a foreign to us, if not yet digested, and like us, after it's completely digested. To avoid the, this undigested food, we have to, they're saying, avoid the efflux of undigested food from the lumen, uh, the intestinal barrier, uh, so it remains intact. So if undigested food, what they're saying, gets into the lumen, into the interior of your gut, it's going to affect the, uh, the uh, lining of your gut and make it leak. What and how much we eat shape the composition of gut microbes. So here we go again with the probiotics. What and how much we eat shape the composition of our gut microbes. Gut dysbiosis, which means our gut, our gut bacteria are all messed up as a consequence of Western diets, listen to this, leads to intestinal inflammation and leaky intestinal barrier. Here we go with inflammation again the cause of most chronic diseases and how does this undigested material, it breaks down the intestinal barrier and stuff gets into our blood system that shouldn't get there. And our body reacts to it. Said, Hey, you don't belong here. We're going to get you out of here. 
So this article goes on to say the afflux of undigested food microbes, endotoxins, as well as immune competent cells and molecules cause chronic systemic inflammation. In other words, when you're when you have leaky gut and these uh, from from undigested food particles, anything can get in and it causes inflammation. And guess what it does also? Opening the blood brain barrier and sets up neuroinflammation. That means inflammation in your brain. So this article suggests, it says, we suggest that what determines the organ specificity of autoimmune inflammatory processes may depend on food antigens resembling proteins of the organs being attacked. For example, if gluten gets in through the leaky gut, a lot of gluten antigens are similar to your thyroid. So your thyroid might say, wow, where are these coming from? Let's get rid of them. And then you develop a thyroid problem because undigested food that contains gluten got into your system. So there's this, these are, authors are saying this applies to the brain and neuroinflammatory diseases as well as other organs and diseases, including cancer. So they say, understanding the cooperation between microbe and undigested food and inflammatory diseases may clarify the organ specificity. Okay, so what they're saying basically is that certain foods have certain antigens which can target certain organs. So like I said, gluten can be targeting a, a target of the thyroid gland. Okay, other antigens can target your bones, your joints. And if we can make those associations and get rid of that inflammation, we don't need a lot of drugs. We can just get to the cause of the problem. So I thought that was really interesting, a little bit technical, but basically is, you know, you are what you digest. Not only are you, you are what you eat, but you are what you digest. So it's really important uh, that you chew your food well, and if a food doesn't agree with you, uh, you know, don't eat it. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. All right. So what do we have, else do we have here? There's some articles saying that if you skip breakfast and exercise, you may have a better workout. Uh, there's an article about your gut is is directly connected to your brain, okay? And they 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 uh, have that all mapped out. And again, we talked about leaky gut, leaky brain. All right, so that's important. Uh, there was a study that came out that reviewed other studies, and what it was was how good are non-surgical treatments for knee osteoarthritis. Well, as I told you, the steroid shots do not really work, uh, and you need physical therapy. And what they don't talk about a lot is prolotherapy because there's no money to be made in that. So if you have a knee problem, you want to check out prolotherapy, prolotherapy. And lastly, an article from the University of Birmingham, Alabama, linked between inflammation and mental sluggishness, okay? The scientists at University of Birmingham 
In collaboration with the University of Amsterdam, have uncovered a possible explanation for mental sluggishness that often accompanies illnesses. And basically, we're back to the leaky gut, leaky brain. Okay. And they're going to continue to study that. But again, you, you get the, we're not going into the study. You get the idea that you, you have to eat good. You have to exercise in order that you, so you don't have these contaminants going into your brain. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think I've given you enough information for tonight. It's a lot to digest. So with all that, uh, thank you for listening. And uh, next week we're going to have a, 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 a podcast on uh, blue light. And then after that, we'll have Professor Peskin. Again, demonstrating the need for parent essential oils and not the high doses of marine lipids. Okay, we need to, to get this word out. Uh, because if you take the parent essential oils at the low doses, your body will make whatever it needs. We just have to give it the ammunition. We have to give it the nutrients so they can do its job. And the, the diseases that are, are helped would be incredible, including one that I, I, I'm really interested in is dementia. If we can keep the cell membranes and the mitochondrial membranes intact, we're going to help a lot of people not get dementia. And they won't get these amyloid deposits because these amyloid deposits come because of damaged cell membranes. Uh, Professor Peskin has, uh, has this down to a science. Not many people, you don't hear much about him, do you? You hear all about the fish oils. You hear about how much omega-3s are anti-inflammatory and omega-6s are pro-inflammatory. But you know what? They ignore the science. The physiology textbooks in the 70s show the opposite. They show you don't need all all the marine lipids. So we'll have him here in a couple weeks to explain that. So with an attitude of gratitude, have a happy Thanksgiving uh, weekend, and we will see you on the radio next week. Have a great night. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored with your host, Dr. Ron. We are here each and every week. Thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule. We bring you medical news that you can use. Medical news that's up to date on drug reactions and interpretation of medical articles. We also have some great guests scheduled. So thank you again. Have a great week. Listen to us on Apple, Alexa, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher. Ciao.